0: Welcome to episode two of the MakeShift Project podcast. I'm here with Brian, and we're going to be covering a series of things today, including uh, a partnership deal that we did that we got a little pranked on, the World Series, OBJ, and some spoiled athletes uh, this week of NFL upsets, the Tommy Fury Jake Paul boxing card, and we're going to run through some sports hypotheticals where Brian and I put ourselves in the shoes. <laughs> Professional athletes. I can't talk. That's the way we start the podcast. That was great pronunciation, (laughs) Zach. That was awesome. (laughs) Stumbling across all my words. That's that's how I. That's how I talk. Let's let's kick it off. So, Mischief, M C S C H F. It's a company behind the Dobrik puzzle and the Lil Nas X blood shoes. We should have seen this coming. Um, Their name is literally called Mischief. I don't know why we didn't see this coming. A signed Michael Jordan basketball was promised to us, and we looked on the website, and it was, well, how much was it, like $30? It was $23, 23 for Michael Jordan. Should have been really easy. You know, Michael Jordan's signature, obviously, $23. I mean, that's what it is, right? Market value? Yeah. Um, so we got it in today. I started to film a video, and turns out it wasn't the real Michael Jordan. It wasn't the six-time NBA champion Michael Jordan. It was a random man named legally named Michael Jordan. So I guess they uh they got us on that one. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> well yeah, I, if you haven't if you want to see footage of it check it out on our TikTok or Instagram page. Um, but yeah, it's just some, a random dude. <laughs> His name's Michael Jordan. Yeah, it was just so random. And you know, it's like, so funny and it's, it's, it's great. Cause I mean, mischiefs known for their kind of outlandish, um, events and things that they do and the little nachos with the, with the blood drops, big controversy. I think they had a lawsuit come in or something as well. Um, but the fact that, that they got us and they pranked us was pretty funny. Um, I was so excited. I was actually telling all my friends, telling my family. I told my dad yesterday and he was like, Oh my god, are you serious? And I was like, Yeah, I'm like, we're gonna sell this thing potentially down the road. I mean it's gonna yeah, it work. Didn't work. Or... Didn't no, work it did out. not work and I have not? the uh, certificate of authentic authentication authentication, either one. Authentication here and it says sincerely signed by a man named Bingo Bob. So it's just uh it's just a weird situation all over. But hey, we got a free basketball. I was shooting around with it after because I don't think the signature Were you? I don't think I don't think the signature's worth anything
1: so uh, I mean yeah. it's
0: definitely not it's worth 23 dollars. I mean they, I, apparently <laughs> they sold out in like three minutes online because everyone was flipping out and like so what it like I guess they just prank people like is that what yeah like? I guess so I'm, I'm not not-, I'm not fully sure I don't really know. And then they had the nerve to, like, while they were talking to me, to ask and be like, yeah, like, we'll keep you in mind for future opportunities. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, I'm excited for this. <laughs> and then it comes in. And, like, the guy's just, like, a nerdy, basic, like, grandpa slash dad. Yeah. If, if you go on the TikTok and check it out and see the picture, it's pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we definitely got pranked there. Um, I was definitely hyping it up. I told a lot of people about it. And I can't wait to tell the story back to them and say, hey, this was actually all fake. So yeah, so that was the that was the recap on that. It was a, a roller coaster of emotions for that one. Um, the World Series wrapped up, Zach, and I, I, know, I guess you were I, uh, a little upset that the uh, the Braves pulled that out. Yeah, and and if you listen to the last podcast episode, I was very um, optimistic that the Astros were going to come back. I was rooting for them. I'm a Mets fan. I can't root for the Braves in the World Series. It's just against you know my team morals and uh they got shut out <laughs> the day after we filmed that podcast i think they lost 7 or 9 nothing it was an embarrassment they looked horrible they're one of the best in teams in baseball and couldn't even score a run um props to the Braves uh, the Nationals won two uh in 2019 the Marlins won in 2003 the Braves have now won um the Phillies won i think in 2009 um Ryan Howard yeah so all the teams in the Mets division have won besides the Mets since 1986 so it's their turn they're next up to up they at, should up to bat. theoretically be but I mean who knows um I mean if anybody's followed my sports life or knows my sports life and my career of watching sports never see my team win a championship I'm a Dolphins fan I'm a Mets fan I'm a I'm a Knicks fan we're all notoriously terrible and horribly bad and it's pretty miserable all my teams, and you love it. I love it, and I love getting optimistic and being excited every year. And like we even talked about the the Knicks last podcast. I was excited for them. You know, I think they were they were great. I was I was calling them potentially the best team in New York, and they lost to two pretty pretty average slash bad teams. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got honestly, a little ahead of yourself there. They did beat this. They beat the Sixers. Um, they beat uh, the Bucks the other day again, but the Bucks haven't looked great this year either. But uh, yeah, I got a little optimistic. I mean, they're six and four. are they're, they're versing a, a Sixers team tonight that's not full capacity. So hopefully, they'll be able to take the dub and and you know continue on this this ride off in a in a crowded East Division. Yeah, I still like where you place them in the playoffs. I think they're a, a potential, I would say, high four, and then probably five, maybe six seed in the East. But Just keep me out of the playing games. Keep me out of the playing games, yeah, and I'm happy because exactly. I, don't, I don't want to have to have that stress. <laughs> it's, it's exactly. It's not a fun, fun time. And it's very, it's very realistic for them not to end up in those playoff, game, playoff games. Oh, hopefully. Um, <laughs> big news on the, on the, in the sports world this week. Odell Beckham Jr. released by the Browns. He's joining a new team, I think, next week if he clears waivers. Or maybe he did clear waivers already. I think he cleared them on literally today. I think on Monday. Yeah, so, so OBJ, what's give me your uh, top three spots, top three landing I, spots, realistically? I don't, I, I honestly don't have a take here. I'd like, and, and I know you posted on your your personal TikTok, Brian Collins, go mm-hmm. follow him, um, and maybe you could share a few here. I don't know. I'd love to see him join a contending team. I think uh, he's one of the most talented receivers in the league, and he's, he was underutilized on the Browns' um, injury with the Giants, kind of held him back a little bit. I guess where where do you see him landing? And I'll tell you if I agree or not. Well, in my in my TikTok that I posted, I had him going to. I think that the what a couple of the best fits or three of the best fits for him would be the Packers, the Ravens, and the the Patriots. I don't think he's going to go to the Patriots. Um, I think that he could potentially go to the other two spots, but I think the most realistic is the Raiders because I've heard a lot of buzz about that. I don't have anything to back that up, but I think that he would thrive in either Baltimore or Green Bay because of the quarterbacks. I think he needs, I think he needs a quarterback and if he has a quarterback that has vision that Baker Mayfield apparently didn't because I saw a bunch of edits and a bunch of clips where he was wide open and Baker was just missing him on many plays. And I think that if he has a quarterback that is better than average and has good vision and wants to get him involved in the game, I think he's going to be maybe not back to rookie Odell, but close to it. I mean, so like, what? Uh, I guess can he join like any team? Like, can any team pay him? Like, he's just got to accept the contract that they give him, right? Like, I like the Rams. Yeah. Like, I feel like the Rams made a big move. And again, nothing to back this up because I'm not knowledgeable at all on like where he could realistically go for the money that he's worth. But um, I mean, they just they just got Von Miller. Um, they just got embarrassed by the Titans last week. So. I'm just going to stop you there because the Rams are 30th on the waiver wire for the NFL free agents right now. So so they got a pass by. So okay. I don't know how so wait, it he officially became a, fully okay. works. I don't know how it fully works, but the waiver wire, I think it's like, if he want, if they, if the team wants him, they get first dibs. And then I think they mutually they have to agree on a contract, but listen to the first, like eight, eight teams. They're not great landing spots for him. It's Detroit, Miami, Houston, Jacksonville, New York Jets, New York Giants, Washington, and then Philly. And then the ninth is the first, finally, decent team, Seattle. Yeah, and like, is he really going to go to Seattle? I wouldn't think so. I mean, they have a receiving core that's top-notch over there already. Yeah, and but it's like kind of, not a throwaway season for them, but with Russ being out and Geno Smith at your quarterback yeah. for the next few weeks still, it's like, are really going to go out and get OBJ? So no, who's, and who's then it's looking like... And then it's looking like it's it's not many great teams. I mean, he's always been rumored to go to San Francisco. They're twelfth on the list, and then there's fifteenth is New England. So, and then eighteenth is Kansas City. So, I would say that maybe Kansas City pulls the trigger. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they, they can make a run if they get hot. They they got they beat up on a, a Packers team without Rodgers. Um, they still didn't even look great, but the Packers defense, I think, is very solid. So. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Wherever he ends up, I think he's going to have an impact. Um, it's going to be one of those like mid-year signings where like the Patriots got Josh Gordon that one year. <laughs> it's yeah. like he's going to catch a touchdown or two in his first few games, might disappear for a bit, and then make a make a big catch in like a postseason game or or be a key contributor on a run. I don't know. He's talented. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, so I guess we'll see where he ends up and see the impact that he has. He reminds me of, uh, of uh, Antonio Brown before he went to the Bucks and. Or before he went to he actually went to the Patriots first and caught a touchdown there. But then Antonio Brown had actually ended up working out really, really well for him. He got his life on track. And now he's like a he's a top target for that team. Maybe I mean respectfully the third target probably on that or fourth target on that team, but the top three targets are all pro players so and yeah i mean he's still a top receiver in fantasy this year too like his production's just been unreal he's in probably the best shape of his life he was saying going into the year they said they but he's back to old ab and he's looked like it honestly um just not getting fed like he was on the steelers but um still incredible I, I i wrote down here in the uh in the agenda like so so Professional athletes, it just seems, and I'm seeing this with Ben Simmons, I'm seeing this with OBJ, I'm seeing this with a, a bunch of players across the league. It just seems like they could just complain and get out of their team and just move on to a contender. I mean, James yeah. Harden, I think, uh, when he got traded to the Nets. Um, even like someone like Kyrie Irving like not playing right now, if he wanted to move, all he had to do was complain and like just be a problem, and then he's going to get traded away. It um, does seem like that. There's just so many players, I'm just like, I never agreed with it. It's like if you play for a team, be dedicated. You know, go out there. You could demand a trade, but give it our all, give it your all, and keep playing. Um, Want to get your take? If you thought uh, likewise, or you thought um, any differently on players being able to do this and take advantage of the system. I mean, I don't like it, but I don't see a solution really because there's all these there's all these rules with their contracts and everything, and they make it really hard for them to get out of these contracts. But it seems like it just keeps happening and happening over and over again. I don't see how people can stop it because I think they've tried to, but it's, it just is what it is. It's, it's a part of the game now. And I think it's going to be a part of the game, um, unfortunately, but if you have the talent, the league is going to want you to play. You bring the eyes to the, to the sport and to the team. So, I mean, it is what it is. I don't think that anything's going to change about that, to be honest. Yeah. I don't have a proposal to fix it. <laughs> but I don't either. I'm just like trying to think. It's like, yeah, I wish we could give you one NFL or NBA, but we can't. Yeah, especially if like you were you were on a team or like you were following a team, and say, say like Harden, KD, just decide they weren't happy anymore and they wanted to move elsewhere. It's like you'd yeah. be pissed as a fan. I mean, it's oh, yeah. like I couldn't even imagine. I mean, New York wanted Melo out um, at one point, and then you know they wound up trading him away. But yeah, it's tough. To, it's it's hard to come by those players that stick to an organization for their entire career, or at least even like. Most of their career like Tom Brady or whoever else. But the people that stick to one team are are uh, one in a million, like Kobe Bryant and I can't even name another. Eli Manning. I don't know. You know, someone like, like Paul Pierce. Yeah, Paul uh, Pierce. Or not yeah. even Paul Pierce because he left. Oh, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, he played da- his career down the line. Majority of his career with the Celtics, though. Yeah, but majority. I think of like baseball, David Wright, Derek Jeter. Yeah, there you go. There um, you go. I mean, I don't know. It just drives me insane. And I, I wish there was something that they could do to like slow it down or stop it because um, it yeah. makes it tough for these lower market teams to compete. I know. But hey, you want to go play in New York? You want to go play in Brooklyn? You want to go play in LA? Go for it, I guess. That, that's the, the appeal of the big city. Um, I just think fill your contract out first. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> or or I demand it straight the right way. Can we see Giannis doing that. So Giannis is one of the good ones left, and Damien Lillard's one of the good ones left. So. I don't know. I mean, we'll even uh, like Jimmy Butler, when he, before he came to the sixth race, was like throwing basketballs as teammates in practice. Wasn't he? Like he was yeah, trash talking. Like he was not happy. Not great. <laughs> so he's like, not so great I got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. And we're only going to see more and more of that happening. I think. Yeah. And it's just, they come up with excuses to be able to say like, they're not happy for whatever reason. I don't know. It's an anomaly. It is what it is. It's hard. It's hard to uh, beat the system. Um, all right. NFL upset week literally almost how many teams one, two, three, four, five. Five of the teams that were upsets beat the beat the favorites yeah and these are just the ones I noted here I think there might have been a few like few point favorites that that didn't win but I mean what a week for the for the underdogs I mean it was crazy oh what you you even forgot to put the the biggest one of all I think it's the Jaguars versus the Bills oh my god yeah I didn't even it's like how does 16 that even... and a half point favorites the Bills were unbelievable and they 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 looked embarrassing josh allen looked terrible he pissed off a lot of fantasy owners well josh allen looked fantastic what the other josh (laughs) allen looked fantastic (laughs) (laughs) I i was like wait a minute what no yeah i mean it was crazy and uh it's i actually put together a parlay like thinking it was like a layup i was like all right 14 parlay all these teams are like minus 400 I was like, they're, like, I think one of them might have hit. They might have all missed. Like, it was that embarrassingly bad. I don't even like, – the, the Cowboys lost too. Yeah, the Cowboys even, lost. There's like seven teams that were underdogs that yeah. took over and won this week. There um, was four um, like on the pregame uh, shows, whatever they're called. I forget which one it was. But there was like 20 people, 20 talent people that were giving their picks and four of the games were sweeps the rams were a sweep the bills were a sweep the cowboys were a sweep and the cardinals were a sweep and they all lost unbelievable yeah, i it's mean unbelievable. it's just i mean i'd like cardinals did have kyler right and <laughs> i don't yeah. even think d hop played um mm. but still i mean the niners aren't that good of a team i mean they're average at best right yeah, yeah. um they got they got a running game and if, Garoppolo could, you know, complete a few passes, then I guess. But I mean, they looked, they destroyed them. It's the the whole week was just insane. I know. I didn't, was, watch, I, mean, I didn't even watch. I didn't watch that many games this week. I was just checking my phone. I was like, what is happening in these games? Like something yeah, crazy must it happen. It's a wild week, but I'm here for it. I like I like when the upsets win, and I like when the Giants win as well. That's a that's a good Sunday for me. See, I'm like, so my only thing is like the Dolphins beat the Texans. It was like that, that was a, the Dolphins were a favorite because the Texans are trash, but the Dolphins also are trash. Um, yeah. And I'm at the point where it's like, I want the Dolphins to lose every game because I want them to get a higher draft pick. I was yeah, like, that's... nothing's going to change if they get like the 10th pick. Like, no. Like I want them to get a top one, two pick. And now they got two wins. They're probably like three or four in the league. And I, I don't know. I just want the best for them. So it's like if they're not going to make the playoffs, they're not going to be competitive and make a push, lose every game. That's fair. Just throw That's it fair. away. Some people throw think in the that, towel. For the, for the Giants, on the other hand, it's like who knows what's going to happen in this division, and it's kind of always like that. So I don't, really, I don't really know how I feel. But they won, so it made me happy in the moment at least. So well, They yeah. won a few games the last few weeks, so it's yeah, not, a, so we'll not see. a bad look. What's their record now? What are they? Three and six. Oh, okay. That's—I yeah, mean—that's uh, three wins, <laughs> but they're tied for second. I mean, the only team that has more wins than them than in the division is the Cowboys. The Eagles are three and six, and the Washington Football Team is two and five. So, my goodness, or two and six, two and six. Yeah, I mean, just a disaster of a division every year. And uh, like people thought the Cowboys were going to be competitors, and, and you know, they're like, can they make it deep in the playoffs? And I think we saw last week. Mm. I mean, I guess we saw with a bunch yeah, of no. teams, but I just don't think they're legit. I mean, they got they're a good. So good offensive team, but defensively I don't think they can hang in there, uh, especially going in the playoffs. So, I agree. All right, next topic, celebrity boxing. There's a lot of news in the celebrity boxing world. We got the Jake Paul versus Tyson, not Tyson, Tommy Fury, and then we got Darren Williams versus Frank Gore, and I love that match. I don't think it's going to be close. I think Frank Gore is going to kill him. I think he's going to demolish him in the ring ah for some actually you know what (laughs) i didn't think about how i still think frank gore is gonna demolish him in the ring see i so like part of me just wants to disagree with you and then the other part of me is like um like darren williams i was watching some basketball highlights the guy's in shape he's an athletic dude and i I feel like he's got like some power behind the punch frank gore's like legs are gigantic i mean that's why he ran in the league for like 15 plus years or whatever it was um also, Frank Gore, Hall of Famer, easy, obviously. But also, is he one of the best running backs of all time? Uh, I mean, not top five. He's like third on the all-time rushing list or something like that. Yeah, because he played for 25 years. <laughs> it's insane. But how do you not take that into account? Whatever. So <laughs> so here's the height and weight for Darren Williams, Frank Gore. Darren Williams is 6'3", 200 pounds. Frank Gore is 5'8", or 5'9", 216. So Darren Williams got the height. Frank Gore's got the weight. Frank Gore is made out of muscle. I don't know about Darren Williams because he hasn't played in a while, but I think Frank Gore retired like last year. So he just has to still be in shape. Yeah, just I don't like something about like a football player boxing, like a running back like that that that's built from the ground up. Like, yeah, like the lower half, he might be more stable. I don't think Darren Williams would will knock him out, but in All terms right. of like tactics. And, so we got to watch this together and we got to. Gotta, I guess we have to. I mean, I, I yeah. also saw Jake Paul predicted that Darren Williams is going to win. So I may really or may not. I think he said he's betting on it. I don't know if he's allowed to, wow. <laughs> um, but saw it just before we hopped on. Um, wow. I so love it. he's got the money there and it's, I kind of want to agree with that and uh, go with who I think is the more I love it. prepared boxer. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Paul versus Fury. I think we, did we talk about that last time? Uh, I don't think we did. But, what's, what's your take? Yeah, I think we touched on it, but I think, I think I'm leaning Fury and you're leaning Paul. You think Paul's going to ride the wave yeah. and continue to win. I think Fury's yes. going to shut him up. But I also said that about all the other Paul fights. So I'm probably going I, on the I wrong can't side wait. here. Every, every time he gets in the ring, it's, it's fun to watch. It's entertainment. And, that's, and that brings us to the point, what's your take on the random athletes and celebrities boxing? Is it good for the sport of boxing or not? I think the answer is yes and no. Even though I want to be like kind of you know 100 on one side, I think yes for the fact that people are talking about boxing. When's the last time people were doing that outside yeah. of Mayweather or Pacquiao or even now Canelo Alvarez? That's um, true. But I mean, the, the sport of boxing outside the top fighters, it's it's been nothing. So I don't know. I'm like trying to think big picture. Like, does this spawn a generation of of people who want to box? Like, are, exactly. are Jake Paul and and Tommy Fury and. Like all these people inspiring uh, a generation, kind of like Steph is inspiring a generation for shooters in yeah. basketball. I know that's I a agree, hot but take, but I mean, no, you, you might be know. you might be onto something because here here's my question for you: Name five boxers that are active. It's pretty much can't. I mean, it's it's Fury, it's Alvarez, it's it's hard to do. But like, if I said name five NBA players, five MLB players, five yeah, NFL I can name players. five on any team. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like what you were saying. It's who knows what? Who knows what's going to happen in what ten, fifteen, twenty years from now? Maybe maybe young kids are watching Tyson Fury and watching Jake Paul and Darren Williams and Frank Gore, and they're like, wow, I want to be a boxer when I grow up. I'll make the I'll make the big bucks, and they're actually training, and then it'll make a whole generation of really really good fighters. And then we'll have boxing 2.0. I mean, if, you, if you're a teenage kid right now, like, how are you not talking about boxing your friends? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, I mean, we did it growing up, and like, you know, we, we put on the gloves a few times, but uh, there has to be way more at home backyard boxing matches now. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember fighting in the streets <laughs> in like the living rooms of our houses. Like, yeah. It was like, yeah, let's all box. I was like I weighed like one forty at the time. I was, I was six four. I didn't stand a chance. But I still I still think one day we're gonna be in the in the ring across from each other. We're gonna be at a, we're gonna sell out Madison Square Garden. I it's can't something. wait. <laughs> it's gonna be I can't wait. I can't oh wait God. for the after party. It's gonna be oh, fantastic. Yeah when i'm in the hospital <laughs> <laughs> um all right so here's the fun part of the podcast let's get after it hypotheticals little some fun games here zach you want to propose the first question yeah so i came up with these i was thinking of like you know just us growing up being athletes playing different sports um putting us on the professional level if you ever watched a game and you said hey how did he not catch that pass, or how did he not make that shot, or layup, or dunk, or whatever? Um, so these hypotheticals were kind of putting us in the shoes of the players themselves. And the first one I have here is you get you have a mediocre um, offensive line. That was get, gonna be my question. You got twenty? Ca- yeah, I knew I knew we were gonna clarify at some point. So you have a mediocre offensive line. You got twenty carries in an NFL game. How many yards do you run for? I'm gonna add something here. Do you score a touchdown? I'm not scoring. There's no way I score a touchdown, I don't think. I'm going to say... Ball's on the one-yard line. Oh, ball's you're not, on the one-yard line? It. Not all the well, time, but maybe one out of the 20 carries, yeah. One out of the 20 carries is on the one-yard line? I'm, <laughs> I am don't know if I'm going to make that touchdown. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say probably at least five of the carries are going to go for negative yardage. Um. Probably okay. at least five of the carries are going to go for zero yardage. And then I'd say... Five of the carries are going to go for, like, half a yard to one yard. And then maybe, like, three to five of the plays, I'll get, like, two yards. So I'm going to give a total. If I had 20 carries in an NFL game, I would say probably six yards, no touchdowns. (laughs) Seriously, six. (laughs) No, I'm going to give myself, like, 11 or 12 (laughs) yards. I'm going to say no. I'm – Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say twelve to fifteen yards, no touchdowns. All right, so so obviously, like you've played more sports than uh, sorry, not more sports, more football than than I have in my life. I, you played tight end. I'm underestimating myself. myself. I'm, I'm giving myself 25, 25 yards at least. Twenty five <laughs> yards. I don't know like, where to go with this. I don't. <laughs> I'm thinking twenty carries. I'm thinking of my average carry, right? So yeah, I agree with you. I'm probably taking a loss on about five of them, but I think the other fifteen, I'm at least getting back to line of scrimmage. And give me a good hole to run through, like like two oh, yeah. to five times. I've run I run I ran a four nine forty. <laughs> 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 Just like it's like what the It's like a, a half second worse than every running back in the NFL, and that's at my best. <laughs> So um, I think I shoot one of those gaps. I break off like a 10, 15-yard run. I'm not breaking any tackles. I actually might break a bone out there. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm probably going to snap in half. I can't can take a hit from a linebacker or get tackled by like a 300-pound lineman. But, hey, if I find a hole, if I get a gap, especially if you if you establish some passing game, you know, open up a little bit more of the running game, I think I go for about 30, 35 yards. And this is – Wow. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's this is no real science backing it up, but based <laughs> off intuition, I think I just think I'm doing it. So if I was put in the slot, I honestly think that I could have a decent game. If I had if I had ten targets and I was in the slot or on the outside, or a receiving back and I had ten targets, I think I catch the ball seven out of ten times. And I you think you you think you get enough space in a in a man matchup? Um, that's like like I feel like my, I, don't, I can't speak for I didn't go to all the high school games but like it was tough against high schoolers no like, 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 all right, maybe like I think that I could catch the ball close to half the amount of time that I'm out there targeted I don't, I don't think you catch a pass I don't think I would catch a pass I think I have Unless a better they, chance of getting five catches on Twelve targets, then thirty yards on twenty carries. What what routes? Are you, what are you running screens? Yeah, I'm running <laughs> screens. I'm running slants. I'm running quick outs. Anything downfield. I, I don't even care if it's a quick out. Like like I I feel like anything downfield, like past five yards. Like it's there's no there's no shot. There's no chance against an NFL defense. And again, you're more the football person than I am. Um, but I'm just speaking. I mean, yes, I've torn it up in some flag football tournaments. Fine. <laughs> But usually that's just me running deep because I'm tall and trying to catch a jump ball over people. I know I'm not doing yeah. that in the NFL. So I, I give myself 10 targets. I'm probably catching one pass for about five yards. It's not bad. Let's go on to like a little thing closer to home here. How many points would you score in an NBA game? And I think that we would do, both do a little bit better in this. I agree. I mean, it depends who's covering me. So, like, at my position, i probably pe- play a point guard for, for our size, like we would, bo- we both would. You um, could be a shooting guard, potentially. Yeah, probably, like, a smaller shooting guard. But six, I'm a point six, guard, four. definitely. Um, so if I'm going out there and i match up against someone, if I play, you know, the standard minutes, a starter would. I'm going to give myself 10 points. I think that's a, that's a fair assumption. 10 points? Yeah. What, are you shooting the ball every time it you touches your hands? No. I mean, what, I'm probably going to get up around 15 shots as, like, a typical starter, I'm going to make at least five of them. Wow. <laughs> I, I would say, no, nah, that's probably realistic. I think that it's it's just if you get all the minutes that a that a starter gets. Yeah. Then... I mean, it's the same re- – like, Michael Carter Williams uh, back in the day would score 20 points a game, and, like, he couldn't shoot the ball. I'm not saying I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a better shooter or worse shooter than Michael Carter Williams, but, like, at the same time, like, if I can get my shots up – and if I could, you know, come off some screens hard and get some open looks, I feel like I could hit some jumpers. I agree. I think that I could... I. I think we could both get around ten points. And this is assuming too that like the NBA, like the defense just isn't at the level of like even a college game, like the intensity-wise, right? It's a lot of one-on-one. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of you know pick mm-hmm. and roll. I mean, if you're well, covering yeah, those it's, guys, yeah, it's like it's a lot of coming off screens and moving when you don't have the ball and getting an open look. And I think I think realistically, I'm going to get a few threes off. I think I'm going to hit yeah. one of five if I take them. Right? Um, it's a little bit further, right. but um, we could hit them. You just got to be shooting shooting as often as Kobe Bryant used to shoot. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's like the thing is like all these players who can't really, you know, create for themselves, themselves anyway, they, they spot up shoot regardless. Nothing says I can't be – I'm not a yeah. spot up shooter. That's not my game. But nothing says that I can't but, be a spot up shooter. Maybe I get a exactly. lucky rebound that where I get an easy layup. Who knows? I mean, I'm going to exactly. say I go for 10. I think that's that's a, that's realistic. In a sense of like my fantasy, <laughs> I think I could. I think I could get around that too. We we would be similar in that. All right, last hypothetical: hundred a hundred at bats against Jacob Degrom. Could you get a hit? My answer is no. A hundred percent no. I cannot get a hit. <laughs> I have no faith in myself there. Yeah, and you didn't play baseball. So I played baseball. Yeah. I actually played in a scrimmage game uh, a few uh, months ago. Now I was gonna say weeks ago, a few <laughs> months ago. I I hadn't played in maybe two years before that, and I went three for five. I had a double. I had an RBI. I was killing it. But the pitcher was—you <laughs> were going up against kids that yeah. were throwing sixty yeah, miles. Yeah, the, p- the pitcher was throwing probably around seventy. And I was like, yeah, I could handle this. Jacob deGrom consistently hits like 100 triple digits. Triple digits I can't talk. Triple digits, 101, 102. Um, and I've heard from other players in the league say, I literally can't see the ball when he's pitching. <laughs> it's like To me, that's like, okay, so I just have to expect when he's going to throw it, swing anywhere in the zone, and hope I make yeah. contact. I mean, contact's one thing. I think I do. I think I foul a few off. Maybe pull one or two in play, but to get a legitimate base hit, I agree. Like I'd have to make perfect contact. It would have to come off. I have to the line drive. I mean, I, I'm not hitting a ground ball past the infield against Jacob Degrom. It's just not happening. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think I I would give myself a few f- foul tips, a few foul tips. I don't even think I would put it in play though. But I think that you could put the ball in the play. But I don't think either of us are getting a solid in game hit. To be honest, though, I've never seen anything remotely close to that fast on the mound. The fastest I've seen is probably like 85, True. 86. And, like, I felt like I couldn't there see the ball. <laughs> like, there was, yeah. there was no I've also never tell. played in an NFL game or an NBA game either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could say that for all these. But that's the point. We put ourselves in the shoes of the players. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Zach, you want to try this out? Yeah, I mean, let's try it. I mean, if anything. Right, this next, This next segment is called Just a Minute. I saw this on some website, and it was it's basically a talking game. So I'm going to give Zach a word, one singular word, and then he has to talk about that word for one whole minute. I'm going to pull a timer up here and uh, – I'm terrified for this, by the way. I'm like, I'm good at rambling and just talking about nonsense, but this is this might go places where I, I did not expect. Yeah, no. Depending on how much I, I pull out of how, out what's of the difficulty level? Do you want me to give you? Like moderate, like like don't give me a layup, but like don't give me uh, don't give me something like cornucopia. Right? I'm Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't planning on doing that. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you it. Are you ready? Um, I guess, I guess I really don't have a choice here. So this is just a minute and your word is octopus in three, two, one, you start. So the octopus, it's a great animal, it lives in the ocean, deep in the sea. It's got eight arms, eight tentacles. It could stick to things like you've seen in Finding Nemo. And the octopus comes in various amounts of colors, it ranges from orange, it could be purple, it could be black. And one thing in common with the octopus is that if Zach ever saw one, I'd be absolutely horrified and terrified to see one. I wouldn't know what to do with myself, no matter what the size, small or large. But the octopus would also maybe be scared of me. But now that I think about it, octopus is ink. And inking is something that octopuses do. <laughs> How much more time do I have left? <laughs> 15. <laughs> Fifteen seconds? So the octopus, out of all the creatures in the ocean and all of its pals and the fish, sharks, whatever you might think, definitely not the scariest, but we do know one thing, that it would scare me. That's a wrap. <laughs> thanks that was one minute exactly with your little stutter that was pretty good i'll give you a hand. oh that my god that was pretty good i didn't yeah. know what route to go down it was that like was what were we gonna good. what were we gonna talk about it's pretty tough like, maybe, always relate it back to yourself that's where you it's got pretty that. tough it's pretty tough <sighs> all right yeah. should i should i try one or no uh, yeah yeah try do you want to try one all right give it to me all right, let me think of a word quick. I'm going to uh, try it. I'm going to try it out here. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to get into, like, details and, like, facts that <laughs> I know about. Okay, I got, I, got, I got one. Okay, let me hear All it. All right, your word, this is just a minute. Your word is utensils. Three, okay. two, one. You start the timer because I don't have it. I just started it. There are many different types of utensils in the world. There are spoons. There are forks. There are knives. And there are hybrids, one that you may be familiar with called the spork. The spork comes in handy when you're eating soup with solids inside of the soup. And forks are used for eating chicken, meats, different types of all, – all different types of things. And one utensil that isn't very common is the chopstick. The, oh. ch- the chopstick is a utensil that you wouldn't think of – in your top three utensils most used in your life. Those are the fork, spoon and knife, (laughs) but the chopstick is used for sushi. It's used for noodles. It's used for fried rice, which I like very much. No vegetables in it, just fried (laughs) rice with my utensil called chopsticks. We have and then we have sporks so <laughs> yeah, all right <laughs> that Boom! Like, the, the end of it sounded like a Rick and Morty like a uh, universal dimension commercial It's and like we, we have, have chopsticks and then we have sporks <laughs> and utensils I, right. I can't wait to have someone on here that doesn't know what's coming fire away at them about that we're gonna have to yeah i I mean we got to get some guests on here we got to make sure it's not just us two talking because i'm sure people get tired of it (laughs) so uh, as as entertaining as we are oh yeah i mean we're the most entertaining uh duo out there but i think next next podcast we can almost promise a guest i think that we should get a guest on here yeah let's do it i mean we got a lot of buddies that uh that want to hop on and then we're gonna start doing some outreach hopefully get some uh Some bigger people on here uh, that you guys might be familiar with. It'll be awesome. For sure. All right. That's podcast number two. I had a great time, Zach. Yeah. It was fun. Always. Always a fun time. And uh, I I have to exit by saying my signature line. I think we're going to make that a thing. All right. Make it a thing. Hey, Brian, that's a wrap. Lock it in, baby. Podcast Zoo in the books. We'll see you next time.